Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute. You know, one of the things that's really unique uh, about our Windermere franchise is the amount of services and education that we provide. And one of the things that we do that I think is really a big advantage that I'm not sure that all agents take advantage of through the Windermere Network is we do what's called annual planning, but then we do quarterly check-ins. And we just happened to have our quarterly check-in that happened yesterday uh, with the Windermere World. And so I thought, uh, on this podcast, I would just go over some of the things we covered, and maybe if you missed it, uh, this might be an opportunity for you to kind of hear some of the things you might want to be looking at as you move into uh, Q2 of 2022. Also, uh, take advantage of it. Uh, I think that uh, as we get to the end of this year, uh, and we'll do uh, yearly planning again, it's it's a really important thing that you should be doing is, is running your business like a business. And the way we do that is we go through a planning session. And there's a lot of agents that do this very, very well. And there's some agents that don't do it so well. So let's just kind of go through a few things. When we look at quarterly check-ins, I want to just kind of let you know what we're looking for. Um, And so the first thing when we think about this is that, you know, real estate is your vehicle to live the life you want to live. And in doing so, uh, you know, the quality of your life is the quality of your list. And what I mean by that, and that comes from uh, actually John Goddard, who said that, and he said, you know, when you write down things on um, a piece of paper of things you want to accomplish, things you want to achieve in life, uh, things you want to do to have, to be, and to give, um, you actually uh, tap into this magical force, if you will, uh, that allows your brain to focus in on opportunities around making that happen. And we manifest the life we want. So one of the things we do when we do... uh, you know, at the beginning of a business planning every year is we sit down and we actually build a life list and we have categories in that life list, uh, things you want to do, things you want to have, things you want to be, and things you want to give. And we ask you to give uh, some real clarity to those items. And then what we, what we'd like you to do uh, by using a planner is track your, uh, track your, um, life list and look at it every single day and see how you're doing it, getting close to it. And so in this particular situation, uh, what we'd ask you to do is, oh, so we've gone through now 90 days of Q1 of 2022. Have you achieved anything that's on your life list? If you have, we would ask that you check it off. If you haven't, then um, look to see where you are and what might be some things you need to do to get closer to achieving those things on your life list. So that was really the first thing that I would have you do. So if you're sitting there thinking about this, maybe uh, a question you ask yourself, are you looking at your life list every day? Uh, If you aren't, do you have a life list? If you don't have a life list, it's never too late to create one. Uh, A lot of people sometimes have vision boards. That's another example of a life list, things like that, all right? 
The next thing we want to look at is we want to look at your stats. And so a couple of things when it comes to stats, one is your market stats. So one of the big items that uh, we look at are average days on market and cumulative days on market. And that means that if I'm listing homes um, and I'm bringing a listing on and let's say the average days on market are 10, am I within that window or am I past that window? Because if the average days on market are 10 days and I bring a listing on and it goes past that average day, then that's telling me that that home, unfortunately, was on the market. It was not in the market. And what that means is that I have a pricing issue, right? And most likely I have a pricing issue and possibly a condition issue, or possibly both. And so when we look at stats, what I want to look at is I want to see agents who are successfully hitting the average days or less on their days on market, because what we know, and this is just me reporting, I'm not judging, a large portion of our industry um, you know, have this, what I call scarcity mindset. And what I mean by that is they actually don't run through a process to allow the sellers to see what the actual fair market value is of a home and then say, where do you think you need to be in the range? And many times we have these expectations that are set really high of the sellers. And so agents will actually take a listing way overpriced, put it on the market, and then it sits. And that's called chasing the market. And that's where we don't net the most. That's where we don't do a great job for our sellers. And unfortunately, what ends up happening is the sellers miss their opportunity to take advantage of the market that they were trying to get into. And so we like to look at stats. And so in the first three months of the year, if you had listings in your, in your business, what were your list to sell ratios and what were your average days on market? The list to sell ratios are just telling us, hey, this is what you put the home on the market for, and here's where it's sold. And uh, in most cases today, we're seeing homes that are selling above list price. And that's not always the case, though. Uh, you know, markets are different. Markets, mark, the real estate market is micro, meaning that one neighborhood can be different than another neighborhood, depending on all kinds of dynamics, timing, um, uh, inventory, competition, right? All types of things. But if you're really, really good at what you do as a real estate listing agent, um, you're going to have really good list to sell ratios, and you're going to have lower than average days on market, and we're going to use those to our advantage. So if I go on a listing consultation and I have a seller, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you're a potential seller today, ask these questions, ask questions of your real estate agent. What are your list to sell ratios? What are your average days on market? How do they compare to the average in the, in the, in the, um, in, in the real estate community? And here's why. Because if I hire an agent and they're doing it in a shorter amount of time and they're netting me more money, they know what they're doing. They're doing a good job uh, because they're effectively uh, exposing the market to me in a way that I'm seeing where the range is and we're getting our home in there. And we're also putting a home on the market that's in good condition. And we're understanding that you know we're hitting that what we call fair market value. And so uh, it's a big deal. The other one is this that I want you to look at is look at your hourly rate. And here's what I mean by that. So, so far we've had 90 days in the year. And uh, my question to you is how many hours did you work each week, <clears throat> right? Were you at a 40 hour week, a 50 hour week, a 60 hour week? And then I want you to look at where your income is today in, the, in those 90 days and what's your hourly rate. And what we're looking for is people who have a high hourly rate and they work less hours, right? Are, and, and if you have a high hourly rate or excuse me, a low hourly rate, and but a lot of hours, then what that most likely is telling me that you're doing 80% of the things that are only giving you a 20% return, 
versus having a high hourly rate and lower hours, you're doing 20% of the things that are giving you an 80% return. The point to this is I don't want you being busy, being busy. So track that and see how you're doing. So your total number of hours worked in Q1, then your average dollar per hour rate, which is basically what you've made so far divided by your total hours worked. That's what's going to give you that. And then what we want you to do is just look at your quarterly results and see how you did. And are you hitting the quarterly result that you had anticipated hitting when you did your annual plan? And if you didn't, then what are the tweaks that you need to make uh, to get that in line, right? What are the tweaks you need to go through to get that in line? Um, the next thing we want you to do is we want you to analyze where did your business come from? So did your business come from clients that you've been working with, right? That had worked with you before and they've worked with you again, repeat clients. Uh, did they come from maybe a referral from your repeat clients? Did they come from your sphere of influence? Meaning that uh, your sphere that you're working, did you get a business from that? Were they a referral from your sphere of influence? So these are people in your sphere that maybe you've never done a transaction with yet they are referring you. Uh, what about your community involvement? Did you get business from there? And then any organizations that you're a member of. And when we see a lot of business coming from these categories, what we know is that you're in a relationship business, meaning that you're doing a good job at your frequency of interaction and your value-added frequency of interaction. Now, we can look at the other side uh, where business may come from, sign calls, floor duty, open houses, uh, relocation network, internet leads, or other the challenge we see with those, and it's not that those aren't good, that that's business, absolutely. But the problem is if the majority of your business is coming from that area, then what it tells me is you might not be doing a great job at staying in flow with your, with your sphere and actually creating value because these are really lead generating type of tools. And then we call this the hunter mentality versus the gatherer mentality, right? The hunter mentality says, well, I want to buy a lead. I closed a lead. Now I got to go buy another lead. Um, and you're just hunting for a lead after a lead after a lead versus the gather mentality says, I'm going to, I'm going to gather my seeds. I'm going to plant my seeds. I'm going to water my seeds. I'm going to have a harvest and I'm going to do that over and over and over again. So different type of mentality. So where did your business come from? And if you want to be more on that kind of, uh, of gatherer or farmer mentality, if you will, then what we're going to ask you to do is to really look closely at your frequency of interaction and the quality of your interaction with your clients. Okay. Um, the next item is uh, what were some things you did that gave you a really high return on your time spent uh, that generated business? So were there some great quarterly best investments? And by the way, were there some great quarterly poor investments? Um, and what lessons did you learn uh, in that sense? So I had somebody on a call say, you know, uh, uh, paying for a kiosk at a grocery store was not a great investment. Again, right? That's engaging with people that we don't know versus somebody said uh, uh, using HomeBot as a digital tool that goes out via email to my clients every single month was a phenomenal investment. I uh, had a high open rate, it created high value, right? So those are some things. Uh, some agents that started using client giants, some agents that got uh, more engaged in note writing, some agents that really, really uh, looked deeply at their property reviews and started doing really nice property reviews where they were delivering them and having face-to-face -face conversations. These were good investments. Uh, client appreciation events, great investments. Uh, okay, so think about that, or your best practices and where those might be, and maybe you want to map that out. 
Um, the next thing we're going to look at is changes to your marketing. So for example, what do your listing packets look like right now? And here's a couple of things that I always ask is, uh, one, do you have a great listing packet? Number one. Number two, is it in a physical format where it's, it's bound and it's like a book that I can give to somebody? Um, is it in a digital format? Meaning, does it live on my website? And last but not least, when I'm going to open houses or when I'm doing uh, any of my marketing and I want to include those, uh, are they are they built in a way that I can turn them into QR codes so that people can scan them and see them immediately? So your listing packets, your buyer packets, are there any things you need to update to them? So for example, uh, with Windermere, we have the new Windermere Ready program. Um, so how many of you have that in your listing packet now and you've made the changes, you've made the tweaks and you've put that in there? Um, are there any things that you've changed to how you're marketing yourself or any new resources or services that you've decided you're going to start offering to your clients that is not uh, that I can't see in your listing packet because you haven't updated it. Uh, the next one is, um, what does your prop review look like? Have you gone through your prop review in detail and really set it as a template and said, hey, this is, this is the prop review that I'm going to use and I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with my dialogue around it. You know, one of the changes we've been working with our coaching clients is adding the five magic questions to their prop reviews and then getting good at the dialogue around the five magic questions. It's a really, really important piece. Uh, and the other one is just your CMA templates. Uh, so if I'm doing comparative market analysis and we're talking about how you deliver the information, uh, have I gone through and looked at the new quarterly reports from Matthew Gardner? Have I updated those? You know, FHFA.gov just came out with a new quarterly report. Have I updated those? So if, have I had my templates set up with the updates of the data and the information available so that I can do these things faster, right? So I can work smarter, not harder. So those are some things we talk about, right? As we move into Q2, some updates you might want to look into. The next thing I want to look at is I want you to analyze your time blocking. So I want you to sit down and say, okay, in Q1 for the 90 days and the, what was it? I think 13 or 14 weeks that I worked, how well did I stay on my time frame? So here's the things that we would look at. Uh, how consistently were you waking up? How consistently were you running your morning routine? How consistently were you showing up with your mindset in the world of real estate? How consistently were you doing your market research? How consistently were you at social media posts? How consistently were you looking at your warm and hot list and tracking that business? How consistent were you with your notes? Uh, how about your phone calls? How consistent were you with your phone calls? What about your proper reviews? Uh, how many lunches and how many coffees did you have in that time frame of 90 days? Uh, how well did you, did you manage your database? Um, did you get away in those 90 days? Did you have some time away for uh, personal recharge time? Maybe you took three or four days off. Um, were you getting in bed at a regular hour every single night? Uh, and then anything else, you know, uh, family, relationships, how are you doing with those? And then tracking to say, okay, did I own my weeks? Did I own my days? Did I own my months? Or did they own me? And then doing a fine tune, say, okay, here's where I need to do better. So let's say that you were great at waking up, great at your morning routine, great at showing up, but gosh, when you got to work, things kind of fell apart. Well, let's dial that back in. All right. So let's look at those items. And so I'll just give you some suggestions here uh, for all of you. So your goal, right, is to hit 75 to 80% of the scheduled items and win 40 out of 45 weeks in the year. So wake up. We suggest you wake up early. Morning routine, we suggest uh, the Robin Sharma 2020 routine from his book, The 5 a.m. Club. Uh, show up time, we suggest early, 8, 8.30. Market research, we suggest about 10 minutes in the morning before you do anything of market research. We highly recommend looking at things like keeping current matters, looking at the Windermere Hub. 
uh, office meetings. You're going to have those. Please attend those. Your goal is to get some uh, networking out of there, maybe uh, some referral business, and also just to build relationships with your fellow colleagues and your owners and your managers. Social media posts. We suggest about 15 minutes each day to just get your posts done. Uh, reviewing your warm and hot list, and we suggest using a warm and hot list business tracker. Uh, Windermere does have one. We suggest 10 to 15 minutes on that. Notes, we suggest 10 to 15 minutes on notes. And here's what I want to tell you about notes. If it's taking you more than 15 minutes to write notes, there's one of two things going on. Number one, you're not writing a note, you're writing a letter. Number two is you, do, you are not preloading, meaning you're not thinking of people and putting their names down today for notes written tomorrow. Because if you don't do that, your brain is not going to put a lot of energy into figuring out who to write a note to. Phone calls. We suggest phone calls daily, an hour each day, or there's some agents that like a school of thought of calling uh, twice a week. And so then they do uh, two times a week, each an hour and a half, and they would get their phone calls in at that time. And then lunches and coffees or happy hour, we suggest three per week. Uh, and those are about an hour and a half time frame. Database management, we suggest twice a week, 45 minutes. Uh, I would recommend doing at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week. Personal recharge time and family time. This is up to you, but we highly recommend it happens. Get it scheduled. And then bedtime, we suggest before or at 10 o'clock. Um, and so my goal for all of you is to fill it in, right? Fill it in and get it dialed in so that you can um, see how you're doing. Uh, also, uh, warm and hot list. Uh, those are something you want to look at. What's your current number of warm listers? What's your current number of hot listers? And then the other thing too is rate them, right? So there's actually a quite, there's like 16 questions you can go through, move indicators. And then if they answer to answer yes to more of those questions, they're going to be rated higher on my warm and hot list. And then the next question you ask yourself is what do they need from me, right? What can I do for them? What do they need? And by the way, needing something is not real estate related. Uh, they could need, uh, they, they could uh, use a handwritten note from me that says, congratulations on the new puppy. Uh, they could use a handwritten note that says it looks like your kids did a great job uh, in their, you know, first uh, in their first year at college. Um, it could be uh, popping by and uh, giving them a gift because, uh, you know, something significant happened in their life. It doesn't have to be real estate related, but it does have to require you to do something that builds a relationship. Right. And increases communication. Communication is the key. And then finally, the last little piece here is when you're all done, here's the numbers that you should have. And I'm just going to give you these uh, that you might want to write down. So if you were to do kind of an analysis of your business in, in Q1, um, so I would say, okay, what was my, what's my gross commission income for the year and what percentage did I do in Q1, right? Well, how did I do? And you can say that in a percentage base, in dollar volume or in dollar amount. You can do that in a, a dollar volume amount. You can do that in a size, right? So buyer side, seller side, if you want to do it that way. Then what are your total number of transactions <clears throat> that you want to hit uh, for the year? And then how many transactions did you hit for your quarter, right? Are you on track? Uh, again, total sales volume. What was your total sales volume you wanted for the year? What percentage of your sales volume did you hit in Q1? And then just look at your Q1 sides, your dollar volume and your GCI, gross commission income that is. All right. And then uh, one other thing, so far a uh, year to date, how many numbers of referrals realtor to realtor have you sent? So how many did you want to do for the year? How many did you send out in Q1? In Q1? Uh, how much did you spend on marketing uh, each month in Q1? And then is that something you're going to continue to do moving forward into Q2? It should be, right? 
Uh, and then how many people are on your database today? And then uh, what's your database size goal? And how many people did you add to your database in Q1? And those are really, really good metrics. Those are really, really good metrics we want to look at. And here's what you have to ask yourself then. Uh, did you hit your goal that you had set in January for, for Q1 of 2022? And if you didn't, don't panic. Uh, just regroup, tweak, and say, okay, how can I be better, right? I love it uh, when you think about James Clear. You know, he says, hey, if we could just get 1% better every day, by the end of a week, we'd be, you know, we'd be 5% five, 5 better. By the end of um, the month, we'd be 30% better. And, you know, think about this. If you were, if you were getting 1% better every day in Q1, and there's 90 days in the, in the quarter, you'd be 90% better. At the end of the year, 365 days, you'd be 365% better. So I just want you to look at how you're doing uh, and say, hey, did you get the results you wanted? And if you didn't, uh, you know, learn from that and regroup and say, how can, I, how can I make it better? So hopefully this podcast was helpful. I would highly recommend that you uh, check in with us uh, with Windermere on a quarterly basis because we will be doing quarterly check-ins. I will also suggest if you want to get this more dialed in for yourself and you find that maybe you did your, you did your, uh, your planning, right? You, you looked at your planning for the, for the quarter and maybe you didn't do as well as you wanted to, <clears throat> you know, coaching might be an opportunity for you. Uh, coaching might be something that you want to take advantage of. We've got opportunities for you to do group coaching with Windermere. We have one-on-one -on -one coaching with Windermere. There's some opportunities there. You can visit, visit us at windermerecoaching.com to find out more about that. So hopefully you found this helpful. I want to thank all of you for listening today. And we'll always end these podcasts uh, by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. All right. We'll talk to you later. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.